Hello to all, my name is Caroline and I'm pleased to welcome you to this podcast series where you'll get a teaser on the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference from professionals of the hospitality industry. I'm glad to welcome Shin Teo today. Shin is Graduate Programs Recruitment Manager at EHL Group in Singapore. She is passionate about hospitality and also about people. Therefore, Shin will book us through her vision and belief of the importance of diversity, inclusion and equity nowadays. Bridging the expectations gap and bringing all voices at the table are some of the topics that will be discussed on the second day of the EHL Global Online Alumni Conference. Good morning, Shin. Actually, good afternoon because you are in Singapore. You will tell us more about it afterwards, but it's a real pleasure to have you here. And I thank you very much for your participation to this series of podcasts for EHL Alumni Conference. So could you please first start by introducing yourself with your name, role and career so far? Sure. Thank you, Caroline, for that. Um, I believe that hospitality is the art and science of making people feel special through experiences. So my name is Shin, born and raised in Singapore until I took my first step out to pursue my Bachelor of Science in International Hospitality Management with EHL at our Lausanne, Switzerland campus. So really what started from a birthday cake surprise by the hotel during our family vacation in Indonesia led me to living my dream of delivering memorable guest experiences. And now, considering myself as a hospitality education champion, I'm combining my enthusiasm for hospitality and also my appreciation for lifelong learning. Together with that, I'm responsible for positioning EHL, you know, as a lifelong learning partner through identifying positive synergies with industry partners in terms of professional development needs and also partnership opportunities and just promoting EHL's graduate programs and short executive programs in Asia Pacific. Okay, great. And you've opened just a new campus in Singapore. The official opening was a few months ago, right? Exactly. So it's great news for us to have our footprints here in Asia, as we would love for our students and also working professionals to really have a taste of how it's like in Asia, especially since hospitality is available um, worldwide. And we would love for them to be able to interact with EHL at any point in time. Well, thank you very much for this intro. So one of the main topics on the second day of the conference is diversity and inclusion. Therefore, do you think there is increasing interest in education in particular for this question in raising awareness about diversity and inclusion? I love this question because I also lead the CSR committee and students task force for EHL here in Asia Pacific and at the Singapore campus. As we all know by now, there is no question that cultural respect and inclusion are values that are really, you know, mattering very greatly in the modern classroom. Diversity of our community really allows opportunities for students and the surrounding stakeholders and community to build those kind of long-lasting friendships and relationships. So I think with the increasing interest in education in raising awareness about diversity and inclusion, The very big answer is yes. Diversity itself really improves a lot of different skills that is very beneficial for students, especially even beyond graduation for them. It improves, you know, your cognitive skills, your critical thinking. As students are exposed to diversity itself, it helps them enter adulthood much more smoothly. Um, It also promotes creativity. 
And in fact, all of these above skills are reflective in the World Economic Forum's top 10 skills by 2025 that working individuals and students would need to have in order for them to keep up with the world today. So there is no reason, again, for our classrooms to not incorporate, you know, the diversity, equity and inclusion topic for sure. And it's one of your latest posts on your Instagram account, Ask Me Hospitality, right? Yes, exactly. So one of the hot topics indeed is on diversity, equity and inclusion. And with my side project, Ask Me Hospitality, I really believe that our interest in people, in making people feel comfortable, special and making them kind of have the right to feel valued and cared for is very closely related. Amazing. I can only advise all the auditors to go and check out Ask Me Hospitality on Instagram then. To come back to our topic, do you have any examples on how EHL manages to raise awareness on diversity and inclusion then? I think just like many other companies, EHL is also doing our very best in incorporating the topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion in all that we do. I think one of the main reasons is that we groom our students to not only be future leaders in the business industries, but I think more importantly is for them to be responsible citizens to contribute through their understanding of environmental, societal, and ethical issues, and really just be that open-minded humanist who is cultivated and also knowledgeable about humanity and just being very sensitive to cultural differences. So one example would be our student body of over 3,000 students all around campuses in Switzerland and also Singapore come from 120 countries. This way, EHL students are exposed to ways of thinking and working from all around the world. Another example would be how we try to imitate the workforce at EHL itself. We put our bachelor students into pre-formed groups in some of the semesters, and they basically do not have a choice of choosing their group mates, just like how in the future workplaces, they're not able to really choose their colleagues as well. So they're encouraged to really work out those differences and embrace any challenges that they may face throughout these experiences. I've got plenty more of initiatives I would love to share. But I would name a few just to wrap it up. We also have the refreshed version of the dress code at EHL, essentially to embrace accepting religious symbols and also non-binary individuals are able to then, you know, not be restricted to wearing a certain type of clothing. We also have women in leadership initiatives to really act as a support group for the women. We also have an inclusive language project that we're trying to implement internally so that the way we speak with our internal stakeholders and community will be seen as inclusive instead of being formal and rigid. Um, and the list goes on, obviously. Well, sounds very interesting. And actually, students are getting more and more aware about this topic. Do you think there is a further gap between then those future employees' expectations against what the companies nowadays can offer them? Well, I think it, I don't have an exact answer to this. Also, because I think that there is this gap and essentially it expands and contracts as time goes by. I think we all knew that diversity, equity, and inclusion probably used to be a nice to have. 
and today's context is definitely a must-have. Um, the way that we are working remotely, maybe possibly the career shuffles that has set off by the great resignation, for example, have truly intensified these issues. Employees are actually now in the driver's seat because they survey their career options and evaluate some of these softer factors as compared to what they would have looked at before, compensation and location. So for example, your women with children have been extremely strained to deal with working and schooling at home. So now they're looking for more flexibility from employers. So I think essentially the cultural issues definitely would come to the fore when all other things are equal. So if someone is with an organization that isn't as diverse as what they have come to know the world to be or being as diverse, then as an individual, I will naturally question why those values are not reflected in the organization as they should. So I think there is a lot of movements in terms of what's happening. And essentially, it really boils down to the companies in terms of their leadership and even their KPIs to embed DEI into their daily conversations at the company. Well, hopefully the expectations gap will minimize. So to reach a better alignment, what kind of actions companies can take to make diversity and inclusion a true value within their workforce? I personally believe that DEI should not be seen as an extracurricular activity for the company. To make a significant difference long-term, I urge that companies must be willing to take a more driven systematic and business-led approach to this topic and kind of treat it the way that they would treat any other business problem, ranging from gathering data, establishing metrics and KPIs to kind of set those baselines and measure progress and keep trying strategies until they meet their goals. I think this is something that companies have not really been able to grasp over the years. So it could be as simple as creating that platform to encourage DEI-focused conversations and listen to their employees through focus groups and surveys. Something that is also quite popular nowadays is the employee resource groups. So putting together your employees so that they can help to create these conversations around the topic and even educate other members in the company who may not be so much well aware about this topic. So I think that accountability for delivering these conversations and goals definitely have to be strengthened and increasing diverse representation, particularly in the leadership and critical roles. So yeah, I would say essentially diversity is easy. Inclusion is hard. Equity is even harder. So it's really trying to focus on not just filling the pipeline, getting people in, hiring them, but also try to understand why are people essentially leaving the company? There's just a lot of work around these topics that can be done. So start somewhere. Yes, that's a good ending point, actually. Start somewhere. <laughs> I wanted to thank you then very much, Shin, for your time today. And hopefully you will also participate to the conference or listen to it. Thanks a lot again. Thank you, Carolyn, for having me. Thank you to all of you for listening to this mini-series about the upcoming EHL Global Online Alumni Conference on 1st and 2nd of June. Stay tuned to the next episodes featuring specialists in the field who will tell us more on the different topics of the conference to come.